This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Thank you. As you've heard, my name's Jeff. For those of you who don't know me from a bar of soap, I'm one of the leaders here. And uh, it's a joy for uh, me to continue. And it's always a joy for Dan to be in the audience to laugh. Uh, thanks for that, mate. I will, um, I think we'll refer to Dan again a bit later on. Because uh, he's always good value. We can do that, can't we? So we're continuing with Stronger. And here's uh, the idea, here's the big idea. Because some people say, what's the big idea? Well, the big idea is that we believe that as a church community, we're going to come through on the other side of this season stronger. As individuals and collectively, we are stronger to serve the purposes of God, not for, for our glory, but for His. And so we're excited about that. And, and uh, key, the key scripture for this series, uh, I think it's about a few, few weeks left. I forgot how many weeks it is, but it doesn't matter says this, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Who wants some new strength? Who wants some renewed strength? Some fresh strength? Yeah, that's me. Um, they will soar high on wings like eagles majestically. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That sounds extremely attractive very appealing. And that is the reality that the Bible promises us if we wait on God, if we put our trust in Him. And last week, I talked about three things to do to, to be stronger. And I talked about we have to breathe. And I said that prayer is the breath of the soul. I talked about we have to eat the Word of God. And that is food. Prayer, uh, the Word of God is food for the soul. And also we have to exercise, and I haven't got anything to go with that about the soul. But we have to breathe and eat and exercise. So do what God's called us to do. That's the exercise. And the exercise is not a list of things that we have to do. It's not a, a bunch of things that we have to do to earn God's favor. We already have that. It is things, it's just living for Jesus and being an example and a blessing to other people. So eat, breathe, eat, and exercise. So just to remind you of that, and one thing I said last week, one statement was that we are never stronger than when we are totally reliant on God. And I absolutely believe that, and many of us, if not all of us, have been there this year, totally reliant on God. It's a good place to be, because actually, all of the time, we should stay there and remain dependent on God. Sometimes I can know how to do that, I can sort that, I can deal with that. And God expects us to do what we can do, of course. But we're reliant on Him. He is at the very breath that we breathe. So, we talked about being strong, not in a macho uh, kind of way. I mean, many years ago, I, I started a career, well, as a, as a personal trainer. It didn't last long. They said, you're not big enough, and you're not strong enough. And to to make it even worse, they gave me a two-week notice. Absolutely. No? Okay. You'll have to think about that one. 
I'm doing my best. Um, anyway, so sometimes we're strong and sometimes we're weak. I thought there was more brains in the room. Too weak? Notice? Hey! <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, that was hilarious in my head. <laughs> and doesn't always come off. But the reality is, if we are aware of our weaknesses, God can help us with that. If we are in denial of our weaknesses, we're, we're going to inherit some trouble sooner or later. But if we say to God, I, this is a weakness for me, I need your strength, I need your help in this situation, then God said, God can help us. This is what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and it's a, a well-known scripture, I guess, uh, for, for many of us. And he said this about a weakness that he had, a persistent thing that he keep asking God to take away from him. But God said this to him, he said, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, always is. My, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So weakness is an opportunity to God to strengthen us. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. The, the point of that scripture is saying, I'm not defeated because of this weakness. I know that God's power can be de demonstrated in me through my weaknesses. God, help me with this. Help me to work through this. Wonderful. So we see that acknowledging our weaknesses is a beginning of being able to be strengthened by God and to be in a better position to serve His purposes. So this morning, for a few minutes, I'm going to talk about, I think, possibly the, the first ever superhero, a man called Samson in the Old Testament in the book of Judges. Samson had phenomenal strength, superhuman strength, because he wasn't I don't believe he was like this big, massive guy who looked strong because people didn't expect him to be strong. But God made him super strong. And of course, his exploits are legendary. His exploits with strength are legendary. But sadly, so are his weaknesses. And we can learn something from that. Now, in the book of Judges, chapter 13, 14, and 15, 16, we can see the story of this guy called Samson. And uh, it's, a, it's an extraordinary story. And some of the stuff that you read through, and when we look with 21st century eyes at the Old Testament and we see the, the death and destruction, it's hard to get our heads around how this stuff works. So it might just be for me, right? But when I see thousands of people being killed, I, I, I really have a massive problem with that. So I'm struggling with that. But we will not... Put this to one side. We can. There's principles and what we can learn from this, in spite of all that. So don't let, don't be put off by that. I'm not making certainly not making light of that because every life's valuable, uh, of course. So, but I want us to try and learn some principles from the from this guy Samson. His accomplishments are legendary, and so are his weakness. Samson, like us, had tremendous God-given potential. But, unfortunately, he self-destructs. God gave him incredible strength for a purpose. He raised him up to be the answer to the problem of 
God's people, the Israelites, under domination for 40 years by their unfriendly neighbors. They were ruling them and they were dominating them. God raised this guy Samson up to help to liberate God's people from oppression. So God was wanting to use and did use Samson for that, that purpose. But given, he was given great strength, but he lost it. So I want us to think about what do you do if you were strong, but right now you're feeling a bit weak. What do you do now if you've had strength, you've lost it? How do you regain your strength? How do you get back to be the person God intended you to be, to serve the purposes of God in your life, in your generation? How do we get back to that? Well, we can learn a few things from uh, this guy called Samson, who God raised up to be the answer. So I'm going to read a few verses from, uh, first of all, from Judges chapter 13. At your leisure, if anyone has leisure time, but at your leisure, you might want to read chapter 13, 14, and 15 to get the full story. And we'll just dip in and out of it. But in Judges 13, verse 1, it says this. Again, and that's sad to hear this, again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. A certain man of Zorah named Manoah from the clan of of the Danites, had a wife who was childless, unable to give birth. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant to give birth to a son. It's going to be a miracle baby. All babies are miracles. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink, and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor, because the boy is to be a Nazarite, dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Fast forward to verse 24 of the same chapter. The woman gave birth to a boy named, named him Samson. He grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir while he was in Manah Dan. So he was one of the Danites, no relation to the guy that we saw earlier. And he was um, set apart by God to do a particular purpose. He was a miracle baby, I've said. I believe we all are. No one's an accident. It's on God's design that we're here on the planet. And God has a purpose for each and every one of us. So it's a wonderful thing that we all have great potential, just like Samson. And that's an incredible thing to think. But he also had flaws in his character, like most of us do. I'll speak for myself. But we do. And in spite of his mistakes and his disobedience, God used him. What a wonderful thing it is that God continues to use us, even though at times we don't live up to the standard God is calling us to live. Now, that's not a cop-out for us to live carelessly, not at all. But it shows us the grace of God, the love of God is incredible. That God's long-suffering, His patience with us, He keeps giving us another chance and another chance and another chance. So I want you to hear that this morning. If you feel life's passed me by, I had opportunity, I've blown it. Well, what about today? You can start again with an opportunity in serving God and to regain your strength. And just thinking about this idea of this Nazarite vow. He was called a Nazarite from birth. So a Nazarite 
vow, what God's people could do for a temporary uh, season, they could, they could take this vow. They were decided, or they felt God told them to do a particular task, so they would take a Nazarite vow for that period. So they said, right, I won't have my me, me hair, hair cut, I won't drink alcohol, I won't touch anything that's any dead bodies or dead animals or anything like that. Roughly, they said that, so they were set apart for a purpose. But because Samson was... Uh, that miracle in that his, 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 his mother could not uh, have children, God said, decided that he would be set apart from birth for a purpose. So he was, had the Nazarite vow right through his life. And as we'll see, he didn't do a great job with keeping that vow. And you know, a vow to God is more than like just a promise. You know, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see you sometime next week. It's, it's infinitely more than that. It's a promise. It's like when we give our lives to God. We're saying, Jesus, I'm going to live for you. I'm not going to kind of dip in and out when it suits me or if it's convenient. And No, I'm going to live for you. And this was the Nazarite vow. So he said in verse 24, there we see, he grew and the Lord blessed him. He had supernatural strength. He had a divine calling. It was all set up for him to do an incredible work. And for 20 years, he was judge of Israel. He didn't have kings at that time. They had judges, and he had an authority across the land. But he used and abused that, unfortunately. So a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a background, incredibly strong, with a dangerously weak will. So I want us to kind of look at... A couple of minutes about what happened here. So why did he lose his strength? Well, the big thing was he was emotion-driven, not spirit-led. Emotion-driven, not spirit-led. Now, emotions are great, right? Emotions, emotions are important uh, to love somebody, to, to have compassion on somebody, to, to care for somebody. Those kind of emotions are really positive, brilliant things. And uh, But like a lot of things, emotions can be the right kind of emotion, but when we get into anger and, 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 and envy and entitlement and stuff like that, those are not good emotions to have. And as we'll see, that's where uh, Samson was. How I feel in, in, at any given moment does not take precedent over what the Word of God says how I should live. I want, you know, I feel I'll be okay with this or I need this right now. No. God's word has to take precedent. So for Samson, he allowed his feelings and his emotions to take precedent over the word of God on his life to live for him as with this Nazarite vow. So I just want to look quickly at the, his attitudes, his wrong attitudes. First of all, he said, I want it. I want it. It was about what he saw. So he saw a good-looking woman in, in the land of the Philistines, and he said to his father, get me that woman. And it was a, it was a bad match. It, 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 he got himself into a situation there. He was bragging that he was given 30, 30 uh, sort of groomsmen for the, for the wedding, and, and he had a little bit of a, a gamble with them in the sense of he had a seven-day binge drinking when he was not supposed to touch alcohol. He also uh, had a bet with them and said, if you can solve this riddle, I'll give you... Um, a spare set of clothes, each and every one of you. If, if you can't solve it, I'll give, 
you give that to me. And, and then he, his, his wife-to-be betrayed him, told the answer to the riddle, and he went out and killed 30 people and took their clothes to give to these guys. Horrendous. Horrendous situation. But it was because it was what he saw drove him, not what the Spirit told him and God's plan for his life. Secondly, he said, I deserve it. Entitlement doesn't look good on anybody. It really doesn't. It really. I. I, I need this. I'm. I'm. I, I want it, but. I, I, you know. I. I deserve. I deserve it. Well. What? How does that? How does that? What? What is that even about? We need to have what God wants us to have. And, and another time, Samson killed a, a lion with his bare hands. Left the carcass to one side. He's passing by uh, days later, and he sees in the carcass that bees had made a made a hive, and there was honey in the hive. And even though he knew he shouldn't touch anything that was dead, he puts his hand into the hive, takes out the honey, enjoys it, shares it with his parents. Just because he wanted it, he thought, I deserve this. I killed that lion. It's for me. But he knew he shouldn't have done it. If we get to a situation where we go for instant gratification rather than what God's plans for our lives, it always ends badly. It's not about entitlement. I want it. I deserve it. I can handle it. And so he gets himself involved in all sorts of situations in, with Philist, in the land of the Philistines, Getting, getting married or planning to get married to this woman that he shouldn't have been associating with, etc., etc. He thought, I can handle all this. I'm Samson. I'm the strong guy. Never get yourself in a situation as a Christian where you are so strong that you believe you can handle things. No, the answer is to run away from temptation, not to tolerate it or entertain it. It's important that we, we do that. And then, of course, he ended up uh, being entangled with Delilah, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't just Tom Jones who brought that out. You, you do know that, or Stoke City fans. It was. He got entangled with Del- Delilah, and the same thing again. She, she, she uh, got him to tell her what the what the secret of his strength was. And eventually, long story short, he ended up having his head shaved. He lost his strength. He was taken into captivity. They, 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 they uh, blinded him and, and, and put him in, in prison just grinding corn. That was seemed to be the end of his life. All because it was about what he wanted. I want it. I deserve it. I can handle it. It's, it's, it's a tragedy what happened in that situation, but it's also a lesson to us how we should live. But good, the good thing is God still used Samson to defeat the Philistines. Now again, the end of the story that we'll get to, it's, it's a bit bloodthirsty. It's not a great ending, but this is what happened. It was God's judgment at, at that time. So I, I, I will read that in just a moment, but there's a scripture in, in Ephesians 1 verse 11 where it says, God makes everything work out according to his plans. And I love the principle of that, that even when I mess up, even when I fail, God has a way of getting things done that he wants done. So we don't need to ever be desperately in condemnation. We can remember that God will still serve his purposes. But better than that, God God worked around what Samson was doing. Why not cooperate with God? Why not see the blessing of when we do what God's called us to do, amazing things happen. He makes everything work out 
to according to his will. So I'm going to read uh, in Judges 16 this time about how this ended. God ultimately put Samson in a position where he could destroy the enemies. And in chapter uh, 16, it says this, verse 28, Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more. One more time, God, strengthen me. And let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and left hand on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. Already put a rider on there that I find that a tough thing to read, right? Well, let's look at the principle that God served his purpose through this man called Samson. He got past this, his failings and achieved his purposes. Samson looked the part. He had the long hair. He was a Nazarite. He appeared to be the right man, but in his heart, he drifted far away from God. And let's remember that strength is not just how we appear, it's, it's how we really are on the inside. And it's so much more important to look, than to look strong, is to be strong in what God has called us to be. Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please God, strengthen me just once more. And I want to appeal to you uh, this morning to say, that's a great prayer. That's a great prayer. God, I'm not as strong as I used to be. I'm not as strong as I believe you've called me to be. But God, would you strengthen me just once more? One more time, God, I want to go again. I want to be that person you've called us to do. I'm acknowledging my weaknesses. I'm acknowledging my need of you. But God, would you strengthen me one more time? If you want to be strong, admit your weaknesses and ask for help. God, just one more time. Samson, hair began to grow back, but he had supernatural strength from God so he could defeat the enemies. And I just want us to, to, to think about that. His, his attitudes were so wrong. It was, I want it, I deserve it, I can handle it. But here's the attitude of a follower of Jesus who wants to be strong. This is how it should look. First of all, not I want it, I want God. God, number one, I want you in my life. Jesus, you are everything to me. All I want is you, Lord. First, center, number one, center of everything. I want you, God, in every aspect of my life, in my family, in my, my work, in, in, in every aspect of my life, God, I want you to be number one. God, I want you. Not I deserve it. God, I don't deserve anything. As a Christian, it's not about entitlement. It's not about what God has to do for us. It's not I deserve to be, to be forgiven. I, no, we, we could never get to that. We can never get to that position. God gave us everything because of grace. He blesses us in so incredible ways. We don't deserve his salvation, but it's freely given to us. What a great attitude. God, I want you. I don't deserve anything. And God, to admit, I can't handle anything without 
your strength. That's the, I could just, we just can't do it, God. I can't get through this without you. I need your strength. It's an acknowledgement of who our source is. It's an acknowledgement of what we really need, that God is my source. God is my answer. Yeah, I, I, I might sometimes think I'm strong. I can handle some of these situations. I, I, I can figure this out. I, I've done this before, and, and God, I, you will, I, I can make it happen. No, we need to understand, God, without you, I can't handle anything at all. I go back to that scripture in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. What a beautiful scripture. What a scripture to contemplate on this week to think, God, yeah, I know that there are areas where I'm weak, but I know that you can strengthen me and you can work your purposes through me. When we're down, we're not out. We may have failed, but we're not a failure. Failure is an event. It's not a person. And so we can say, God, I have failed. I have messed up, but I'm going to go again. I'm going to pray, God, one more time, one more time, would you strengthen me. Proverbs 24, 16 says, though a righteous man or a woman falls seven times, he or she rises again. Isn't that beautiful? We rise again. We may fall, but we rise again. And I believe that acknowledging, yes, we have our weaknesses is the beginning of how God can strengthen each and every one. Samson pushed against those pillars and brought an end to the oppression of the Philistines over God's people. Are there some pillars that you need to push against this morning? Pillars of entitlement. Pillars of anger, perhaps. Pillars of pride, of, of greed. Maybe pillars of comparison or regrets or pillars of fears, fear of failure. Whatever those pillars look like, you can push them down today. You can be rid of those today because just cry out to the Lord and say, God, would you strengthen me one more time? I'm going to, with your strength, I'm coming against these things that have held me, that have bound me, that have restricted me, that have caused me not to live up to the potential that you've given me to do. Samson had great opportunities, but he messed up in so many different ways. God allowed him for the final act of his life to achieve something. We're not talking about things like that right now, but we are talking about living for Jesus. We're talking about coming against those things that we've mentioned, that we can have victory over those, to say, I will not be driven by my emotions. God, I've messed up at times, but I'm not going to repeat those mistakes because I'm now going to be led by your Spirit and I'm going to live to the life, to the potential that you've called me to do. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at LifeLanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation and the nations with the good news about Jesus.